0: Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Social Girls Podcast. You are here with the two co-founders of Social Show, Coco and Hannah. We specialize in social media and event management with the main goal of helping others to spread the why of their business. Join us as we chat to some very interesting business owners and discuss all the latest social trends. So what are we waiting for? Let's jump into today's new episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Girls Podcast. I will start off today's episode by letting you know that I am sort of flying solo today. Coco is supposed to be here and this is actually the first episode we're filming of season three. So it's pretty funny that she is not here for this, but she is unfortunately at home sick. um, All thanks to her little one. So I think she's very happy with that. But we do have an exciting episode today. I would love to introduce, I'm sitting here with the co-founder and the managing director of Taboo Period Products, Eloise Hall. Hello. Hey. I did say all that correct, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Cool. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. I'm very excited. We met last
1: year uh at some point some yeah point? It, I'm was not warm. Even it was warm yeah so maybe so, end, of last year. <laughs> end of
0: last year maybe um and yeah when we were starting up the podcast again and looking at people to chat to you were one of the first i thought of because you have just yeah such a cool story so in saying that jump in and just tell us What you do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) To be honest, I don't know (laughs) a lot of the time. Depends on the day. Yeah. Um, But I guess basically I run a company called Taboo. So we sell period products in Australia. We've got regular tampons and regular pads. They're certified organic cotton. Um, So they're a kind of premium uh, environmentally conscious range of period care that we sell in Australia online and in some stores. And all of our profits are designed to go to end period poverty. Yeah. Um, so long story short, myself and my best mate from high school, uh, when we were in year 11 and 12, we learned about the social enterprise model. Oh,
0: um, yeah.
1: And so we were actually just running so many charity fundraisers at school, just begging people for their coins, really. Yeah. And then we heard this guy, Daniel Flynn, uh, who's the co-founder of Thank You, speak about social enterprise. And we were just so excited, like, oh, my gosh, finally, we can actually sell someone something that they're going to buy anyway and use the profits from those sales to feel the good that we want to see happen in this world. Um, And, yeah, I just, my brain exploded because I've always kind of been quite... Aggravated by the disparity of wealth and the disparity of opportunity that yeah. we have, just based on you know what families we're born into and what postcode we're from, I just it doesn't yeah. make sense. Like we're all as human as each other. Why yeah. is it so unfair?
0: Definitely.
1: Um, so this whole concept of the redistribution of wealth through trade is so exciting. Um, anyway, so we started thinking about all the products that we buy all the time and we started talking about how expensive pads and tampons are and mm-hmm. how you know if you were living tough it's a really hard thing to buy and yeah. to justify purchasing over yeah. you know feeding and, your i kid. mean
0: it technically is a necessity that too, is but yeah for, mm. yeah so
1: it's it's yeah it's crazy yeah um and that's what really opened our eyes to what is now termed as period poverty. So that yeah. term wasn't really a thing then, but we started understanding how many young girls were dropping out of school as soon as they had their first period yeah. and how many women weren't going to work because they couldn't access period products. Yeah. Um, and just really understanding how drastic this problem was and how under-researched it was, no one was really having the conversation of how prevalent this issue was but um you know the research that did outline it it's pretty extreme so at the time we were reading stats like 30 percent of girls were dropping out of school as soon as they had their first period so they're ceasing their education from the age of eight to 14 depending on when they start their menstrual cycle that's crazy and in a lot of countries as well where it's not so much of an expectation for girls to go to school their next blanket of security often is to get married and have babies yeah um so there we were at 16 17 envisioning our lives in a different circumstance where we would already be married and maybe pregnant with our first kid just because we couldn't afford period products which is just crazy
0: crazy i used to don't realize how much of that it's a privilege yeah like it, it yeah you just don't realize that there are there's a whole chunk of the population that can't just go to the shops and buy what they need to buy um, yeah to stock up for the next month like, yeah yeah
1: and I guess as we've progressed as well we've realized that it's not just um a problem in areas of the world we might typically perceive as underdeveloped, yeah. but it's also so much of a problem here. Mm-hmm. And we actually learned that really through a lot of organizations tapping us on the shoulder and saying, hey, do you actually have any product for us? We need your support. Um, and thankfully, there have been some organisations doing research about period poverty. And most recently, the Commissioner for Children and Young People did a study and revealed that one in five menstruating school students were missing out on school because they couldn't access period products in Adelaide.
0: Wow. In Adelaide? One in five. That's that's terrifying to hear that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I feel very... Um, privilege, but it's also so upsetting being in the position we're in, we get we get fed a lot of these stories and um yeah, yeah, one of my actually my boyfriend's mum, she works in a school. Um she's worked in schools for a long time and she told me this story about this girl who wasn't going to school and she wasn't going to school for a whole week and then the month later it happened again. And the school contacted the parents and said, Hey, your daughter isn't coming to school and they're like, What? She gets on the bus every morning and she comes off the bus every day like yeah. she is going to school she's yeah. not at home Yeah. and after chatting with the student they realized that she was getting on the bus and then getting off early and sitting at the river torrens on the grass all day and just bleeding onto the grass because <sighs> she couldn't bear to have the conversation with her parents or oh my god or so not even
0: her parents like knew what was going on she was just
1: yeah getting on the
0: bus and they presume she was going to school yeah and and often
1: you know it's it's so sad but often it's just so stigmatized and kids are really smart they know when there's financial pressure in the home and i'm not sure that that was the case in this instance but Mm -hmm. you know kids are they really deserve that education and that conversation of like this is so natural you you should never bear the consequences of of not having access to product so Yeah. yeah Anyway, that's more of a that was not really how what I do with my days. Um, but that's the context of of why I do what I do with my days. Yeah. Oh um, well, yeah,
0: it is a massive element of education as well. I'm lucky; I have two older sisters, so you know, I, for me, I sort of, I guess, understood what was going to happen, what mm. was going on, without you know being told because I saw it from my two sisters. So mm. I was lucky in that sense that when it came. It wasn't that terrifying because yeah. it was like, oh, I okay. can this is my time now, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's just so many elements to this whole thing. The education part is, is huge as yeah. well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So did you always want to do this? Like, did you ever have any thoughts... Did you ever
1: have like a career idea <laughs> yeah. and completely went sideways or Yeah kinda. I um in high school was very much involved with the arts. So I did a lot yeah. of drama and music. Um yeah. and I think I probably would have pursued some more acting and, okay. and music. Yeah. In all honesty. Um but I never really had this like, you know, one vision of how I wanted my life to be. I was always quite um yeah, I'm quite a sensitive person, so I knew that I wanted to work with people and I guess, yeah. you know, involved in really um, fulfilling causes in that sense. But um, yeah, I guess as well, it, it was paired with that kind of aggravation I had for the social disparity of our communities. It just didn't make sense. Like I yeah. couldn't sit by and just watch it unravel. just had to do something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in that sense, I didn't really have a vision. I just knew what kind of got my fire started and what I enjoyed doing um and then yeah when Izzy and I learned about social enterprise and we learned about period poverty we realized like wow we have to actually sell a range of period products and use the profits that we make for this cause because the fact that period poverty exists is disgusting and um it should be a non-issue so let's solve it with the money we can make by taking advantage of this market um yeah, and that's definitely where a lot of my passion is now still to this day of like, we actually have as consumers the power to make that change. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the whole conversation of social enterprise really gets yeah. me going. <laughs> that's
0: really cool because yeah, I think when you seem like the right person to just from hearing you talk and hearing when we last met up, you yeah, I think if you're passionate about something, you just have to do it. Because, yeah, you seem extremely passionate about it. You're the right person to implement and make that change, which is really cool. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I'm always a, a advocate for encouraging – like everyone has an yeah. opportunity to contribute. Yeah. And we can't do this without our customers, Definitely. for example. And we can't yeah. do this without other social enterprise advocates. Yeah. And often, you know, big structural change, which at the end of the day it kind of is, yeah. has to happen with a lot of um, – yeah – a lot yeah. of feet on the ground.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, your friend that you started this whole project with, is she still involved or?
1: So, Izzy is actually in Denmark at the moment. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Random. <laughs> she delivered her first uh, placenta yesterday. Oh my goodness. She's um, studying medicine and she's doing her Obsingani placement wow, in, in Denmark. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, she resigned from Taboo last year um but yeah Taboo's been going for six years now so that's
0: that's insane
1: that's so cool we've both stuck around for a while and then yeah (laughs) you you do get to a cross point where you think okay (laughs)
0: yeah yeah so before you mentioned about sort of the stats in Adelaide and that and I know you've done a bit of traveling with all of this so Mm. what's tell me what's happening like outside of Australia
1: yeah um I guess menstruation is a very human experience, so it's very much the same kind of biological yeah. experience around the world mostly. Yeah. Um and yeah, we were really lucky to travel to Kenya and India and we shadowed a couple of organizations working in menstrual healthcare. Um and we also traveled to some central parts of Australia to understand yeah. um, I guess different cultural understandings of menstruation. And through all of that travel the most um, I guess pertinent thing I learned was that menstruation is a really diversely educated and um, discussed topic mm-hmm. there are a lot of spiritual elements um, biological conversations uh, social conversations economic conversations that differ according to where you are in the world yeah um, and they can be really complex and quite quickly on I learned that it is not my place to advise people on what appropriate menstrual health care looks like yeah if it's not my community and I think that can definitely be something that we should apply to all um benevolent work is that is this my space is this my culture is this my community community do I actually know what's best for these people often it's no (laughs) and we really need to get better at saying this isn't my space yeah um so yeah we I learned that really really early on just in our kind of when we shadowed businesses just to stay quiet and watch and learn and yeah um it's really cool to kind of encourage other communities work that that isn't your own um and I guess to give our listeners an insight into what we're up to um all of our work in period poverty is in Australia now and I guess when we started we didn't envision that to be the case but as we've progressed we've realized how much of a problem it is in Australia and yeah. um, we can't ignore that it should be a non-issue so yeah all of our pad it forward uh, project work happens with communities in Australia yeah
0: that's so cool that is so so cool and also where um, can you buy your products from Because
1: I know it's on the run, isn't it? Yeah. So we're in the on the run stores, National Pharmacies, Foodland and Drake's as of next week.
0: Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's exciting. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Um, Most conveniently, though, we have an e-commerce website. So we really encourage our um, listeners, (laughs) anyone, we encourage everyone, actually, (laughs) to um, subscribe to our products online. So You can choose how much product you need and I recommend buying three months worth of product at a time because then you're only paying for shipping four yeah. times a year. Yeah. Choose what you want and then it's just an automatic delivery, yeah. an automatic um, yeah, Beautiful. charge that comes from your account yeah your periods regular you may as well make your Might delivery well make it, products yeah.
0: regular saves you having to order all the time you can just have have it coming all the time exactly perfect. and that's at
1: yeah. tabooau.co <laughs>
0: perfect <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was just about to ask what's your website yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so something we want to focus on the podcast for season three is um you know female driven businesses and starting up and all that sort of thing you know, the way Coco and I started was super random and it was you know just sort of two minds that I guess found something and similar to you you just like just made it happen so I know you studied and is it international relations Rel- yeah. and business yeah that nice right? <laughs> um so you studied that and obviously that gave you tools and things like that to make this happen and it's lasted six years which is awesome yeah for someone who is young and is maybe, I don't know, has a passion like you did or, you know, like Coke on Ice or something and maybe needed, you know, like what's the steps do you think they should study in your opinion? Like, mm. yeah, what's your opinion on all that?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed my time at uni. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're in a position where you're thinking whether I should or shouldn't, it's really dependent on what your vision is, and I think yeah. because taboo was so multifaceted in that we were a commercial company, but we also yeah. had such an integration with community and also policy and kind of responsibility. Um, yeah, I found especially my international relations degree was really informative on actually the best practice to manage those shifts and yeah. changes. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of a lot about history and um, yeah politics which is something that I've always been terrified of but as I've, <laughs> I think everyone
0: is yeah
1: as I've like understood more of the background of how things can actually progress in a political structure it's made me quite excited and it's made yeah. me think that wow things change can actually happen really productively and in the right direction um with the right yeah I guess <laughs> structures and people and yeah. you know yeah. response in place um business was super super helpful and I think if anything it gave me the assurance that I was doing something right yeah um and I'm really grateful for the timing of when I chose to study because yeah,
0: so when did you choose to study
1: yeah so uh Izzy and I finished school and we took the next year to really focus on taboo so yeah. we um, I was working in a pub and we just put in a lot of our energy else in, in like other than working yeah. um, into setting up to booth, getting coffees with you know a huge amount of people just to get their advice and yeah. that was the most um, exciting and productive method of learning in in my opinion was just to actually meet with people and Talk hear their the stories people, definitely yeah their advice like People are really quite generous, especially if you have a vision that is um, focused on others and quite, um, you know, mission-based. People yeah. are pretty quick to give you their time. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge amount of learning, and then I started studying the year following. So, um, and that was I did a, a. It took me five years to do my wow. double degree. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Alongside working in hospitality. For the last seven years so wow. um, I really was stretched thin um, mm-hmm. and I don't recommend that unless you are really passionate about yeah. all of your commitments and yeah. I think one I'm just so grateful that I really loved my job I had really great people to work with and setting up Taboo was such a passion of mine that I was never really exhausted um, and studying was just so informative and I think I'm quite an, um, an excited learner as well. Like I'm yeah, always wanting to learn. To learn. Yeah. yeah. So doing that all at once was like a terrifying feat, but it was really, it worked well for me because I felt that I was balanced. Yeah. Um, even though I was working really hard, Yeah. I was, um,
0: yeah. So I'd love to know what's your work <laughs> life balance like? Cause I suck at just chilling yeah relaxing yeah it's not my thing mm. but you know sometimes I do get to the point where my body literally is like stop and yeah it forces me to stop mm. but I mean during that time and even now whilst you're managing the business and stuff like mm. do you have a work-life balance yeah <laughs> how? what do you do
1: yeah it's um such a good question and i <laughs> I think with them um, when i was like studying working and starting boo i was forced to be a bit balanced like yeah. thankfully i had such good friends at work that i had that time yeah. to like actually chat with people and you know be kind of myself yeah and then as a student i could be a student and then starting taboo i could be that like you know envision what we wanted to set up, and that was like my dreaming. So I yeah. had like my being, <laughs> my studying, and my dreaming. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and yeah, since I so I've only been employed with Taboo for a year and a half, so it's only been my job for for a little slice for of a that time. Bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've only finished my degrees last year, so I've actually only had one commitment for <laughs> only. Four months. Oh my gosh, how's that going? It's great and I think, you know, it goes to shows I'm not like, you know, I don't have this giant sigh of relief to experience because I'm still as invested and might have a little bit more time on my hands, but um, yeah, I think last year I was pretty burnt out because I was um, still studying, but I think I just was really, really, really embedded in, in Taboo and I did have to take some time out and just breathe and be myself. And that was a really important reminder. I went to the doctor just like so anxious and she was like, dude, stop. Like go home for two weeks and just stop working. Um, So yeah, you know, it's never nice to get to that point, but I'm really grateful for that because I really just had to kind of check on myself. Yeah. and when you're really passionate about something, it's easy for that to kinda of take over your life. Yeah. Um, but the best reminder that I really preach is that my job is not me or yeah. my life. Um yeah. and so it's exciting to give yourself that freedom to actually be yourself and explore things yeah. that are, you know, beyond what you do. Definitely. Because, you know, I love that, um that I don't know, experiment or challenge but you're like, Oh, hi, Hannah, um, like, tell me, what do you do? Or like, yeah. or I'm Hannah, I'm Yeah, It's like, no, you're Hannah and you have this relationship and this, you know, yeah. hobby or, you yeah. know, yeah. we aren't what we do. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah I think Hogo and I, um, you know, because we are very fresh for only a new year and a bit of having social show, mm. um, but, you know, we're finding that we're in a position now, we've got two employees, it is important that we are allowed to just stop for a second Um, I think like, you know, when Coco had, um, had pee and she had kind of time off, not really. No, (laughs) not raising a baby. (laughs) Time and stuff, trying to juggle a baby and all that stuff. But it's little things like, you know, she's going away in May, um, which will be good time for her to just completely disconnect with work for a week. And I'm going away on the weekend, actually. So I'm looking forward to just knowing that, you know, Coco can manage things and I can just have some time off. So then that way, yeah, I don't get to like September, you know, time and I'm like forced because I'm like burnt exactly. out. Yeah. So I think it's so important to just think about, okay, like it's okay to take, you know, even just a weekend. You It is time off, obviously, but actually maybe go away for a night and, mm. you know, forced to switch off and, yeah. you know, do all those types of things.
1: Totally. Um yeah, I went to the Simpson Desert in twenty twenty? No, twenty twenty one. Gosh. Yeah. Years don't make sense. Yeah, in no, that especially is. Like from like twenty nineteen
0: <laughs> yeah. to it because of all COVID, I just I feel like it was one fat year. I have no idea what's what. Yeah,
1: I've <laughs> no idea. So it's twenty twenty one. Um, I went to the Simpson Desert for a yeah. few weeks with a bunch of friends, and it was the best because we had no reception, yeah, no fuel best. stops, no food stops, no water stops for two weeks. We had to bring everything we needed wow. um, along this track in the middle of the desert, and it's just you and your people, and you know the four, or five dogs that we had with us in our cars oh, and that is so good. stuff. Yeah, but it was just like the best and most um, like that that experience really stuck with me as like, oh, this is what it's like to be human. We really do forget what yeah, it's like to be a human
0: in the exact moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went camping over the Christmas break and I'm just going to put it out there. I hate camping. Yep. Um, I try to force it. Cause my best friend and her partner love like camping. Yeah. And so she invites me once or twice a year and I fall for every time. Cause I try <laughs> to be a supportive friend and go, yeah, I'll come yeah, do your activities course. with you and yep. so meet your friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, two nights and it was on the beach and yeah whilst i hate camping i loved being forced that i had no phone reception yeah so it was very nice over that christmas break um you know to make sure i actually had a break it was no phone for you know 48 hours yeah that was my favorite part i just like read my book on the beach um i couldn't even really lay in the sun because i just get sunburned yeah like, walking here to my car, Um, but I sat in the shade and I read my book and I was happy and it was so nice to do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just so important. And even now, like, if it's midweek and I'm feeling a bit flustered or if I really struggled to turn my mind off of work I just forced myself to take off my shoes and go for a walk on yeah. the beach or in the park and just like turn everything off and yeah. do some breathing exercises and yeah. you know you can be as hippie as you need and I won't go into detail <laughs> <laughs> like, um, That's the best. yeah it's just important to to not let it consume you or yeah. consume your identity as well yes mm.
0: definitely yeah so, in saying all of that, yeah. what are your next plans for to have you got anything exciting coming up? what's, what's yeah.
1: going on? Um there's a few things that um are really exciting, but they're quite internal. We'll talk about that later in the year yes. perhaps. <laughs> um but really what like my focus is just growing the the commercial business so that we can really elevate the impact that we're making. Um It's a really big market, the menstrual health care market. Like, it's half the population that buy this product every month for a good chunk of their life. So um, we really want to grow our sales and have kind of more products um, on offer.
0: Beautiful. So
1: that is something that I'm hopeful for. Um, We really want to grow interstate as well. We've had a really amazing support network in South Australia that's helped us grow. Um, But the product is available for everyone around yeah. the country so we are kind of kind of focused on on that growth too yeah
0: Interstate and will be cool it'll y- be a cool next move
1: yeah and we also really want to elevate the work we're doing with paddock forward so uh, at the moment our kind of method of making an impact is with people subscribing to our product on behalf of someone at risk and we have at the moment we've got 10 partnerships with domestic violence shelters homeless shelters rural health clinics a uh, huge variety yeah. of, of charity partners mostly who look after vulnerable people um and that is a really really yeah amazing program and we've had some phenomenal uh responses so we, we've been saying that we're going to end period poverty by 2030 um Wow! 20, yeah, no, I was
0: going to say that's so far away, but it's not. It's not. We have seven years. <laughs> oh my gosh
1: Um, so there's a lot of plans in the work to see that okay. kind of achievement happen too. Yeah. Look uh, to
0: 2030. Yeah, then.
1: in Australia, I will yeah. not kid myself and thinking we're <laughs> going to do much overseas in those seven years. But yeah, it's just that'll yeah. be after 2030.
0: Exactly. That'll be a 2031. Yeah. 2031 dream.
1: Yeah so
0: yeah how exciting and I know we talked about this um off air before but you just recently won an award mm. <laughs>
1: yep <laughs> which is exciting
0: so just quickly tell me about that
1: yeah so I think it was the, the <laughs> entrepreneur of the year award in the impact entrepreneur category amazing yeah um of the central region so I'm pretty sure I'm the winner of northern territory SA. Um, yeah, it's, it's always nice to be recognized with awards like that, especially an um, entrepreneur of the year, mm-hmm. recognizing a social entrepreneur and yes. a social business is really encouraging for the progression of social enterprise in general um because it will with the matter of years become the new normal of business in my opinion so yeah. it's yeah always heartening to know like oh cool this Someone you know big international organization has recognized the yeah. value and in, in social business what
0: you're doing is clearly getting out and it's clearly making an impact enough for you to be awarded which is
1: totally amazing. yeah and even like you know The fact that there are people saying the word period in front of hundreds of people that wouldn't typically otherwise, you know. Very true. It's quite cool to see that stigma being erased just inch by inch, and if it happens to come through an award, then great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Well, congratulations.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um,
0: So that is all the questions we have, but we do, we're at our last one, which is our fun one. We always just love. For people to share about any times they've messed up. Yeah. So we think it's so important. Um, we do it, you know, you probably do it more often than not, forgetting an email or, you know, oh, yeah. you know, forgetting a meeting was happening, you know, because we're human and these things happen. But I think it's so important too because I mean Coco and I are very much, I would say we're very much perfectionists and, you know, all that sort of thing. So mm. starting a business has been really cool to just know that it's okay. We may mess up here and mm. there. There may be a spelling error here. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. On. Yep. So I would love for you to share if you have any.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know. Where <laughs> to stop.
0: How long have we got
1: left? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I guess, yeah, when Izzy and I started, we had no idea about anything really. Yeah. Like, we were straight out of high school. We had no experience running a business. And we really lent into the naivety, like we were not going to kid ourselves or anyone else that we didn't know what we were doing.
0: Um,
1: So I'm really grateful for that attitude because it (laughs) meant that we never really cared when we messed up because we never expected ourselves to know all the answers or do things perfectly. Um, Obviously, we I guess that can only work when you actually care and you you have the Mm -hmm. perseverance to try and make everything work, um, which... We, we tried, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we've probably missed so many meetings and emails and uh-huh. spelling mistakes galore. Like I cannot spell for shite. <laughs> I'm a shocking spell and my mum is a librarian. She's very oh <laughs> <gosh>. unimpressed. <laughs> so yeah, you'd That's think so I could so spell, sad. but I cannot yeah. at all. Um, I always get people to proofread stuff for me. Um, <laughs> And I've published so many stuff, so much with, with terrible mistakes. Um, I hope that
0: people just read it really quick that they just don't even notice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. But um, yeah, I think the the most um, kind of brutal mistake that I've made yeah. was uh, last year. Uh, we really just took an opportunity too seriously. Um yeah bought too much stock and didn't have enough cash really to run the operation we were running. Um, which is pretty stressful. So I really had to pivot and, uh, start selling direct business. Yeah. Um, which is has been really cool and you know things work out as they yeah. do yeah. um but yeah we started selling our product to, straight to businesses we changed the conversation from I'll buy a product in store to like oh you're an employer why don't you buy period products for your staff here yeah. buy ours yeah. um and that really really worked and thankfully it all came together but yeah it was certainly stressful um and one of those things where you think back on like, oh, could have, could not have, but woulda, shoulda, coulda, like you yeah. can't change the past.
0: Well, it's like any business decision, it, they're all really a risk, to be honest. Exactly. Like you're thinking of, you know, I mean, I think we, you know, sort of recently launched a campaign and that and it probably didn't work out as, you know, good as we, it was, you know, worked out fine, but it not as mm. good as we wanted, I guess. Mm. Um, but that's okay because it's like, oh, good pivot what else can we do what else can we try exactly um, yeah and as long as I think that's the main thing if you can come back from it if you can go okay so you know even with us if we lose a client it's not the end of the world it doesn't mean we're terrible at what we do no they maybe have just changed the structure of their business and whatever and yeah it's sort of just like okay let's just move on from it let's book a new client like exactly it's all that kind of thing if you can come back from it and pivot and rechange. yeah yeah they happen because yeah any decision you make it, it is technically a gamble
1: it is yeah um and that's the you know pain points of business uh-huh. it is what it is um <laughs> it's
0: the best way to say it. it is what it is it is what it
1: is yeah <laughs> and as well you you can't not take those opportunities and you can't mm-hmm. you know not take those kind of risks because there are risks in the alternate reality as well Definitely. you know you you kind of just have to make the best decisions that you can at the time and make them work and if it's not how you envisioned it to be working then you make it work another way yeah um so yeah I mean that that's probably the most kind of hefty um not strictly a mistake but a big learning curve um for me uh but yeah I I think failure is really important and Failure doesn't also really exist. I think that word is just a bit of a dramatic kind of yeah. label associated with learning. Yeah. Um, and obviously you want to minimise that the drama behind those yes. learnings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is inevitable, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Well, that's everything that cool. I wanted to yeah. touch on today. I feel like we could probably just keep talking for like oh, another hour many hours Easily. and stuff. But yeah. maybe we'll have you on later in the year and stuff yeah that cool. would be cool so um i know you mentioned your website before but you've got your socials if you want to let us know what yeah.
1: they are yeah if um you just look up taboo period products you beautiful. should find us on instagram and facebook and amazing tiktok
0: beautiful tiktok that's fun yeah it's <laughs> fun the <laughs> trying <laughs> trying yeah i know it's Trust me, I know <laughs> like yeah. it's crazy. Social media and the world of social media it's changing. It's yeah, it's hard all work. All the time. I yeah. swear, every week. Um and now it's just like coming into it. Facebook reels and all that are becoming a thing. Yeah. And it's just
1: like, oh my goodness. I know. It's Always. a lot to keep up with. Yeah, a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Um but yeah, check us check out our website. That's the the best yeah. place to find us. Beautiful. And you can buy it for yourself online but you can also pat it forward on our website. Yeah. So you can Buy a box of pads for $7 a month for someone at risk.
0: Beautiful. That's Mm. amazing. Well, thank you again. Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in again today on the podcast. Make sure you follow us on socials at socialshowadl to stay updated with the latest episodes. Bye Bye for now. now.